Hello and welcome to The Poetry of Science, a podcast which provides insight into new scientific research via the medium of poetry. I'm your host, Dr. Sam Illingworth, and each week I'll be introducing you to some of the latest scientific findings and sharing a selection of science-themed poetry. If you enjoy this podcast, then please consider giving it a rating and leaving some feedback in your podcast directory of choice. And if you really enjoy it, then why not share it with a friend? After all, we could all do with a little bit more poetry in our lives. In this episode, I'll be exploring new research, which has found that fish carcasses are transporting toxic mercury pollution from the atmosphere to the bottom of the world's oceans. Spat out from the murky exhalations of our impetuous industry, you drift into the firmament, tainting its continents with your coarse and filthy touch, trickling down ancient estuaries to nestle in the cool embrace of the approaching sea. Like rotten flotsam, you stray across the surf, swallowed whole by wide-eyed fish that dance beneath the waves, their bloated bellies imbued with the collective taint of our engorging toxins. After the dance, their bloated corpses fall through the water like dirty snow, pouring their poison into the creases of Gaia's deep and open wounds. This poem is inspired by research published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences of the United States of America, which has found that the sinking carcasses of fish from near-surface waters deliver toxic mercury pollution to the most remote and inaccessible parts of the world's oceans. Mercury is a globally distributed neurotoxic pollutant that can accumulate in marine fish to levels that are harmful for consumption by humans and other animals, with the effects of mercury poison on humans including damage to the central nervous system, the heart and the immune system. Whilst mercury is a naturally occurring element, huge quantities of it are also emitted into the atmosphere each year from human, i.e. anthropogenic activities, including the burning of fossil fuels and from uses in products or industrial processes. This enters the oceans via rainfall, the runoff from rivers and estuaries and even from the deposits of windblown dust. Understanding exactly how much mercury is in the oceans and how it is distributed is essential to determine how seafood is likely to be affected. It was widely thought that anthropogenic mercury was mainly restricted to the upper 1,000 metres of the oceans, but new research has now found evidence of this pollution in some of the ocean's deepest and remotest locations, deep sea trenches, at depths of up to 11,000 metres. Previous research suggested that this mercury arrives at the bottom of these deep sea trenches via marine snow, i.e. the microscopic particles of sinking organic matter including faecal material and dead plankton that is constantly falling from the upper layers of the oceans. However, this new research suggests that a more likely explanation for how mercury arrives in these trenches is via the sinking carcasses of fish that feed in the upper ocean. Mercury has several different isotopes and the ratio of these different isotopes provides a unique chemical signature or fingerprint that can be used to identify and compare environmental samples from various locations. The researchers began by sampling amphipods, a type of crustacean, and snailfish, also known as sea snails, from the Mariana Trench in the Western Pacific Ocean and the Kamadic Trench in the South Pacific Ocean at depths of several thousand metres. They then measured the chemical fingerprints of the mercury in these samples and observed that they matched those of the mercury found in a wide range of fish species in the Central Pacific Ocean at depths of approximately 500 metres, i.e. much closer to the surface. The researchers in this study also found that the isotopic composition of the mercury found in marine snow does not match the chemical signature of mercury in the trench organisms, 
lending further credence to the theory that most of the mercury in the deep sea trenches was transported there in the carcasses of fish that feed in near-surface waters. This research provides yet another example of the extent to which human activities are impacting even the most remote marine ecosystems on Earth. Now that you've heard the science, let me read the poem to you again. Spat out from the murky exhalations of our impetuous industry, you drift into the firmament, tainting its continents with your coarse and filthy touch, trickling down ancient estuaries to nestle in the cool embrace of the approaching sea. Like rotten flotsam, you stray across the surf, swallowed whole by wide-eyed fish that dance beneath the waves, their bloated bellies imbued with the collective taint of our engorging toxins. After the dance, their bloated corpses fall through the water like dirty snow, pouring their poison into the creases of Gaia's deep and open wombs. section of the podcast I'd like to share a poem written by another poet on a topic related to the science that has been discussed so far. In this episode I'll be reading Hall of Ocean Life by John Hollander. John Hollander was an American poet and literary critic. He was born in Manhattan in 1929 and attended the Bronx High School of Science before going on to study at Columbia College of Columbia University where he later also received a PhD in literature. His poetry collections include A Crackling of Thorns, published in 1958, The Night Mirror, published in 1971, Animal Poems, published in 1994, and A Draft of Light, published in 2008. His various accolades and awards include the Levinson Prize, a MacArthur Foundation grant, and the Poet Laureateship of Connecticut. At the time of his death in 2013, Hollander was the Sterling Professor Emeritus of English at Yale University. Hall of Ocean Life by John Hollander not from the unmapped valleys of darkness, nor the milder regions of more clouded water surrounding the summits of sunken mountains, the forests of shallow oceans, but within the great flapping of foamy wings on the glistening feathers of spume itself, the astonishing changing surf that breaks on the beaches of only water, in the thin breathing spray flung up against the hot emanations of sunlight mixed unseen among the gleamings, in singing air, radiance spinning at noontime, twisted out of the pungent methane, the dry stink of ammonia and the generalities of hydrogen, water and CO2, the helical thread that we are strung on. Was it that no generating signal pierced darkening water, silencing depths, or that only in those bright hurrahings of accident could the rapid waves that were ever to flash with vision, ever to rise, dissolving into aspirations of their own substance, carved in less than liquid, returning light to the light, come to be. Thank you for listening to the Poetry of Science. If you want to find out more about the scientific study featured in this episode, or read any of the poems in full, then please visit the show notes at scipoetry.podbean.com. That's scipoetry.podbean.com, where you can also find out how to get in touch with any questions or comments you might have. Thanks for listening.